1: In third and final hour here on Friday morning, and you can jump in the conversation at 508-996-0500. You can also send in app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can send in open line voicemail messages on the WBSM app. And we were talking earlier about some more of these, you know, as I've been discussing this replace versus repair society that we live in today where people would rather have things that are disposable buy something, use it. When it stops working for you, throw it away and buy another one as opposed to taking it out and getting it repaired. We had a lot of discussion about lawnmowers and small engine type of appliances, things like snowblowers and weed whackers where people will buy the cheap ones and then get a season or two out of them and then throw them away and go buy another one. Because if you take it to a repair person, it's going to cost you almost as much to repair it as you paid for it. And I I learned that lesson the hard way when I was buying these $99 Walmart lawn mowers. First of all, I would wait until the last minute to mow my lawn. So I was already beating these things up more than they could handle because the lawn would be higher and thicker than it should have been. And so I would, you know, not the best way to utilize those types of lawnmowers, but whatever. And then I would take them to be repaired and my guy would tell me like, listen, it's just not worth it. Instead of going out and buying one of these every two years, why don't you buy one of these? It's going to last you quite a while and that it's you don't feel bad about bringing it in to have it tuned up every year or every two years. And I had some really nice ones over the years. I had a I had a John Deere mower that my boss gave me. He was a um a landscaping hobbyist. He had beautiful gardens in his house. He had a beautiful lawn. Like that was that was his hobby. That was well one of his hobbies, but that was something that he liked to do and he took pride in So he had really good stuff and he went and bought a a lawnmower and he told me, he's like, if you want to come and take my old one away, I broke, you know, how the John Deere's will have those arms that reach out with the the wheels on them that go in different directions. He's like, I broke one of those a couple of years ago and I made my own replacement out of wood. So it's not, you know, a hundred percent accurate, but it'll, it'll work. And so I brought that thing home and yeah, it worked. Until it didn't work. And then I had to bring it to be repaired and I actually ended up giving it to somebody uh, in exchange for some work that they did at my house. Because it was like, yeah, I'm not going to bring that to get it fixed. And if you want it, yeah, you can take it. But then those $99 Walmart lawnmowers you buy to replace it, you, you wish you still had that good one. And so that's one of those things that people don't realize that you've got to make the investment or you're going to just be doomed to buying a new one every year or every other year. And in a way, when you think about it, if you're buying a new lawnmower for a hundred bucks every year, now just despite the fact that you're creating a bunch of junk that nobody wants to deal with, but if you had to call somebody to come and mow your lawn, they're going to charge you 50 bucks. So if you've used it twice in a season, it's paid for itself. And of course, you're going to mow your lawn a lot more than twice. But still, you're adding a lot of aggravation to try to get out of things cheap. Got a chat message from Not Bad in Oak Bluffs who says, Good morning, Tim. Another hard-to-find service is furniture upholstery. And it is nearly impossible to find someone willing to do it for vehicle interiors. Yeah, that is true. It's, that's another lost art. Someone sent me a message yesterday and said, furniture caning is something nobody does anymore. Which, you know, along the same lines of upholstery, except, you know, it's, it's wrapping the things around it. But that's another thing that nobody really does anymore. You have some nice wicker furniture that breaks, you're throwing it away. You don't know somebody that can fix that. Upholstery is a something that a lot of people could use help with. I mean, it is something you can try and do yourself. There's videos online for it, but good luck getting it right. I thought I was an upholsterer because every couple of years we would have to Take stools at the diner that I worked at or take booths and reupholster them. And the boss would go out and get a, a roll of the upholstery. And after we closed down on a Sunday afternoon, we'd take them all apart and sit there and cut them and staple them and put them back together. And so I was like, I can I can do this. And so when my motorcycle seat went, so said, I'm just going to get some upholstery. Some, you know, all weather upholstery and I'm going to fix it myself or vinyl, whatever it was. You know, I wasn't using real leather, which I should have been, but I was like, I'm just going to do this myself. And I ordered it online, came to my house, borrowed the stapler, you know, the upholstery stapler that that my boss had and took the seat off the bike and said, all right, now I'm just going to do this. Couldn't do it. It wasn't the same you know, easy flat surface that the the diner stools and and the booths were. Couldn't do it. Couldn't find anybody that would do it. So then the option becomes, well now I just gotta go buy a seat for four hundred bucks. You know what I did? I just rode around in a rip seat. Didn't really bother me that much. But another one of those things where It's a lost art. So I think that there's a lot of those things out there. And if you have a skill in some of those things, you could probably make yourself some extra money just by going into, you know, town Facebook groups and saying, hey, this is something I can do. Because so much of it is ignored these days. One of the things that I was always pretty good at was, like, hooking up electronics. Not so much, at you know, repairing them. I can't take them apart, rewire them, all that kind of stuff. But I can hook up your home theater. I can hook up your... TV to your surround sound and your video games and get them all working and everything. My my dad tried to convince me for years. He's like, you should do this as a side business. Like your own version of the Geek Squad. Because yeah, Geek Squad's great if you go and you buy your product from Best Buy and you ask them, if they ask you if you want somebody from the Geek Squad to come and do it, that's great. But what if you go and you buy it at Walmart or Target or some of these other places and Who's going to help you then? He's like, you could be out there helping people wire this stuff up, and I just kept thinking to myself, Nah, it's it's a lot easier than you think, Dad. You know, you just get nervous about it, even though I know he could figure it out. He just he just gets in his own head about it. He forgets all that stuff I learned from him. But I'm sure if I had done that, that's something that by now would have been. You know, I would have gotten maybe two or three phone calls a year. And think about all the devices that we have now that would need to be connected, but they've just made it easier to connect everything. So, yes, some of these skills will time out, for lack of a better word. The technology will advance. Manufacturing will advance, and we won't need those things anymore. You don't really need the typewriter repair person anymore. It maybe becomes something that if you have that skill, you can make a few bucks here and there from people who want to buy the vintage stuff and and utilize it, but you're not going to make a living doing it anymore. But some of it has only gone away because we just decided we'd rather replace than repair which creates more waste and also leads to cheaper, flimsier products. When you bought a TV in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even into the 90s, when you bought a TV, you thought it was going to last. If not for the switch from analog to digital, that TV that you had growing up Would still be working today. You 80s kids like me. That big ass TV that you had. That was. 300 pounds. In your living room. The big wooden cabinet. For the 26 inch screen. Or maybe you were lucky and you had a 32 inch screen. Maybe you were really lucky and you had a 36 inch screen. I think that was the biggest they had back in those days. Unless you had like a you know, big projection TV, but you know what I'm talking about—the big wooden cabinet, flat on the top. Your mom would put stuff up on the top of it: vase of flowers, knickknacks, all stuff that probably shouldn't have been on top of a TV. Your VCR your cable box, all stacked up on top of each other, your Nintendo Entertainment System, or your Sega Genesis, or both. But those TVs, when you bought them, they weren't going to break. And if they did break, you got them fixed. If the vertical hold went on them, which was usually what happened, you got, the, you got that replaced. But somewhere along the lines, it became easier to just throw the TV away and buy another one. Well, TVs became cheaper, Tim. Yeah, well, they became cheaper because they were made out of cheaper materials. They became cheaper because the TV companies, the TV manufacturers realized everybody in America already has one, two, three, four TVs So we're not going to sell more of these unless we make them less likely to last. And now look where we're at in the LED high definition era. You're replacing that TV every three, five, eight years. Look at mattresses. Mattresses were something that people bought and they slept on for a long time. It was an investment, but it lasted for a long time. You might have to flip it over and slide it around a couple times, but you got a good amount of time out of a mattress. Now, they tell you most mattresses have to be replaced after two years. If you buy some of the higher-end ones, maybe you get four or six years out of it. My last mattress I had before, the one that I have now, which was just a a bed-in-a-box I had that mattress personally for 15 years. And my in-laws had it for probably five years before I got it. So we got 20 years out of that mattress. It was not the most comfortable mattress, but certainly lasted a lot longer than that mattress in a box is going to last me. But even then, I went to some of the furniture stores and talked with them about financing some of the Higher end mattresses, and they said, "Yeah, well, you'll you'll get a good six years out of this." Excuse me, what? I pay two thousand dollars for a mattress and get six years out of it. I want more than that. So, things have just become designed to be thrown away, designed to be replaced, and designed to become. Irrelevant after a while. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Going to take a break here. When we come back, we can talk more with you. Don't forget, you can also hit me up on App Chat on the WBSM app. We'll be right back. <clears throat> Welcome back in. Let's go right back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
2: Good morning. How are you? I have a Bose radio with CD player in it mm-hmm. and another unit underneath. ...that plays three CDs. That is not working. I want to know if there's anyone that works on Bose radios.
1: Hmm. I don't know if there is anybody locally, but what I would recommend doing is calling Bose directly... ...because they have a a, a network of service providers... ...but a, lo- a lot of times they will cover some of the things that are wrong with some of their products. Um, I know that I had a pair of Bose headphones, and I bought them at a pawn shop for 25 bucks. They needed some new ear cups. I called Bose to get those ear cups, and they said, you know what? For for $100, we'll just send you a brand new pair. So I did that instead and did that exchange. So you might want to try calling Bose and seeing you know, what options they th- that they may have.
2: Well, they wanted me to mail the whole unit, everything, to them, which would cost $75. And then they'd figure out. I went on YouTube, and... Um, it shows it needs a little rubber band. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's I anybody. We had to buy the small rubber bands. I'd be all set.
1: I, I don't know uh, if there's anybody locally that works on bows, but I know there's a there's a guy in Dartmouth that does radio repair. You might want to reach out to him. I don't know the okay. name of the business off the top of my head, though. All
2: right. Thank you. All Have right. A good day. Good
1: luck with it. Take care. Bye bye. At five oh eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
3: Hey, Tim. As you're talking about people um, just disposing of things, getting rid of them, not working on them, not finding the investment, you know, is worth keeping something around. I couldn't help it. Um, I was over here giggling, thinking of relationship. That's what people do with relationships. That is They're true. Like, do, I, do I really need this husband? Could I get a better one? Is this one worth the trouble? <laughs> you know what it's, I mean, it's and too much don't... work
1: to, to fix a relationship, yeah.
3: Right. I mean, some people, uh, you know, go to therapists. You can spend more money and more time with crazy therapists. But, you know, people don't maybe go to church, find out the principles that they, you know, got married on and fixing their you know, doing what it takes to realize what's involved in a marriage. But that's the way it is. It's like, oh, I just go through one relationship after another. And get, even even the parents. Some people, like, don't see their own parents. I'm like, those are, those are your parents. But, um, yeah, it's disposable society for sure.
1: Yeah, we, we treat people the same way we treat products sometimes.
3: Yeah, when they're no more useful, you get rid of them. It's kind of bizarre, but, um, yep, that's
1: Although, the way it is. At least some of my products have trade-in value. I can't get nothing for the friends I want to get rid of. I don't know. Some people say one person's trash is another's treasure. That is true. In <laughs> most people's people. Most people's trash is my treasure. I I love going to thrift stores and all the, getting all those bargains and everything. So I I get it. So I'll be I'll be the same way with friends. If you've got a friend that you're casting aside, I'll make them my new friend.
3: <laughs> there you go.
1: All right. Thank you for the call.
3: Like, people need to be friends because there's a lot of lonely people out there that are losing their minds because they uh isolate or whatever Absolutely, they, don't, yeah. they don't make connections and then um everyone's got uh you know issues losing their minds shooting up people and stuff yeah that's gonna stop <laughs> all right tim
1: you have a good weekend you too take care Thanks. and uh, that is i mean that is true that there's a lot of work that goes into maintaining friendships relationships even with your own family that you know just being related doesn't mean that that's going to Keep an automatic bond for everybody all the time. So it's funny because you'll see people who will not, I mean, they're hard conversations to have sometimes, sure. But they won't even make the effort to try to have those conversations. And that's, that's where it's really, that's where you're throwing things away. And I've learned that the hard way over the years in dealing with people that when someone says, Hey, you know, I think we need to talk. I, I've i always just been of the natural mindset to say, ah, we'll get to that just because, you know, I'm trying to avoid the conflict, I'm trying to keep things status quo. But I've, I've learned that that's where the problem really lies, that sometimes just making the effort of listening makes all the difference. So trying to do better with that. Caller, just hang on a few moments because I don't want to step on the time for the news. It is time to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day from Phil Devitt.
0: Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM newsroom. This is
4: WBSM News. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny is dead. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the U.S. will be in contact with other countries regarding his death. Russia is responsible for this. We'll be talking to many other countries concerned about Alexei Navalny, especially if these reports bear out be true. Last December, the State Department said Russia would be held accountable for the fate of Navalny, considered a political prisoner. The 47-year-old was reported dead today at a penal colony in Russia where he was serving a combined 30-year sentence for extremism, fraud, and embezzlement. The State Department made the comments in December after Navalny wasn't able to be contacted for several days. Navalny was one of the last vocal high-profile critics of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Victims of the Kansas City Super Bowl victory rally shooting were remembered last night in a candlelight vigil. Michael Kastner reports. Wednesday's mass shooting left one woman dead and almost two dozen others injured, including many
0: children. Community and faith leaders joined the friends and families of those impacted to show their support. Authorities say they believe the tragedy stemmed from a personal dispute and was not a deliberate attack on the celebratory event. I'm Michael Kastner.
4: A verdict in former President Donald Trump's civil fraud trial expected today. The New York judge overseeing the case has already found Trump guilty of fraud and must now decide what penalties he and his company should pay. State Attorney General Letitia James seeking $370 million and a ban on Trump doing business in New York. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says schools in his state are taking too many books off the shelves. DeSantis insisted Thursday that books were not being banned in Florida and that parents in the state were simply empowered to object to obscene material in the classroom. He added, however, that some have abused the process and were objecting to the Bible and books about Johnny Appleseed. DeSantis is directing education officials to prohibit what he called bad actors from politicizing the book review process. The FDA has recalled nearly 60 dairy products contaminated with listeria. A national outbreak of listeria has been linked to cheese, yogurt, and sour cream made by Rizo Lopez Foods and sold under over a dozen brand names. The outbreak is linked to two deaths and 23 hospitalizations. Social media accounts are showing an uptick in the number of people already returning their Apple Vision Pro mixed reality headsets. Comfort is among the top reasons for returning the $3,500 tech, with people saying it gave them headaches and motion sickness. Another complaint is that it's just not useful enough for the price. A former New Bedford man is being held without bail in the shooting of a city detective. 18-year-old Denzel Gomes was arrested after a report to Boston flight earlier this week. He entered a not guilty plea on Thursday. And a Fall River man has been arrested after failing to show for the start of his child abuse trial. 48-year-old Scott Fontaine will now be held until the new start date on March 13th. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Bruins lost to the Seattle Kraken last night 4-1. to They host the Los Angeles Kings on Saturday. And look out for Celtics' Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They were picked for the All-Star Game, and that's Sunday in Indiana. Now your forecast with ABC6.
2: Gusty winds on this Friday morning with the temperatures in the mid to low 30s. These gusty winds will continue this afternoon under mostly sunny skies and temperatures in the upper 30s. Overnight tonight, clouds will increase. Temperatures will dip into the 20s. And then for tomorrow, we have a chance of snow. Accumulation less than half an inch. Temperatures topping out in the mid-30s. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Asida Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM.
4: This WBSM News Update brought to you by Sparks Auto Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stickers. Sparks Auto, 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. 508-996-0500,
1: 508 getting a bunch of app chat messages and emails uh, telling me that uh, a computer genius in Dartmouth across from Bishop Stang, that they will repair Bose radios. So, ma'am, if you're still listening, uh, right across from Bishop Stang, there's that little plaza uh, next to the music shop is Computer Genius and uh, that they repair Bose radios. So you might want to try bringing it by there. All right, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSN.
5: Hey, good morning, Tim. Uh, that was going to be my statement. Yeah, the Dartmouth Computer, what do they call it? Dartmouth Computer Genius.
1: Computer Genius, yeah.
5: Yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't cheap to fix. But uh, from when I let, uh, read on uh, Bose reviews over the years, those CD players are expensive to fix. And even if you replace them, they'd be uh, $300 to four, dollars $500 a piece. Yeah, now. So those,
1: those, if, are, it, those are worth spending the money to repair.
5: Yeah, well, after spending just, uh, you know, $700 on the radio back about 15 years ago, it's still working. But as I said, the CD player back in September gave, gave up the ghost, so to speak. And uh, it was just under $200 between the uh, diagnostic uh, cost and the parts that needed to be replaced for it. So I hope that lady has a good time. And it's well worth fixing, I'll tell you
1: that much. Absolutely. All right, well, thank All you for right, the sir. information. Thank you. Have yeah. a good day. Bye-bye. And, uh, yeah, those, those Bose systems are fantastic. And I, you know, like I said, I go to a lot of thrift stores. And there's multiple thrift stores that I go to that they have music playing as you're walking around. And they're coming from those Bose wave systems. And I always am like, hey, how much do you want for one of those? But they, they don't want to sell them. In fact, the last person that I asked how much he wanted for one of them, he told me he wouldn't sell them because every time he tells people what he wants for them, they get all upset and like, "Oh, I can't believe you're charging that much for it." I'm like, "No, man, I know how much they're worth. I know, I know what the value is." But he was just like, "No, I'm not selling them anymore." So, they, if you find one, they're worth it. I actually got one at a, I'm not sure. Did I get it at a Savers or did I get it at a yard sale? I don't know. But I got one and I paid five bucks for it. Brought it home and of course it didn't work. But then I started doing all the research of digging in and trying to find like, is it something I can fix? Because it wasn't powering up. So my first thought was, well, it just needs a new power cord but that didn't do it. So then I started looking into all the possibilities of, of what it could be and I said, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to put it in storage and keep it as a project that I might pull out later and take care of," but I just never did it. I have so many radios that I would like to get repaired that I just haven't. But I've, I think I think I got to get that RCA Victor one that I have, which I think is from 1941. That's, that's probably my, my best looking unit, and it's probably my needs the least amount of work. I can turn it on. It works. Everything's great. I just, the, the, the tuner wire on it needs to be replaced so that you can actually tune in the stations. But what I did is I just moved it enough manually and got it right to WBSM and just leave it there. And then I have other ones that I have thought about taking out, you know, just disconnecting the speaker. And wiring the speaker to, like, an iPod so that I could just play, like, old-time radio shows through it. Never did it. Literally, that would take me an afternoon to do. Not even. But I've just never done it. I was going to do that with, I have a 1939 Westinghouse radio. I was going to do it with that. Never did it. I just keep collecting them, putting them in my storage unit, hanging on to them. I got rid of all my... Tabletop ones. But I still kept the The big floor console ones. And you know how much I paid for these? Nothing. I just take them when people don't want them anymore. Anyway, 508 996 0500. We'll be right back. the clock by sparks but you don't have to beat the clock to get a good delicious breakfast because you can get one anytime at just another phoenix restaurant on fawn's corner road in north Dartmouth. not only do they have great delicious takes on all of your breakfast favorites but they have all kinds of unique specials and different ideas they'll have their specials up for the weekend posted to their facebook page relatively soon and then you can go and check it out and see what you want to stop in and get or just pop in and be surprised You never know. They might have some more of those red velvet pancakes left over from Valentine's Day. They've got all kinds of great treats over there. And, of course, I always love the Boston Cream stuffed French toast. But uh, you never know what they'll come up with. That's the beauty of just another Phoenix restaurant in Dartmouth because they always have something unique for you. It could be something as simple as getting a cheese roll, but having it stuffed instead of just cheese or cheese and linguisa, getting it stuffed with bacon or sausage or ham or broccoli or peppers and onions, whatever you can imagine, they can put it in there for you. And you can get great omelets, pancakes, French toast. They've got all different types of creations. And if you don't have time to sit down and eat it in the restaurant, you can get everything they have on their menu through their takeout window. So it's breakfast real breakfast, full breakfast, that works for you. Check them out. That's just another Phoenix restaurant, Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth, just a little bit past the sheriff's office on the same side. You will see it there, and I guarantee you will find something there that you will love. All right, let's go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
6: Yes, good morning, Mr. Weisberg. How are you today? Good morning, sir. Great. It's great to have you back on the radio. Uh, I usually call about fire safety. This is Firefighter Anthony. However, I have to talk to you about food this time.
1: Oh, that's I'm always oh. willing to talk about that.
6: Yeah, Yes, I took your advice. I went to that gas station up the north end, and I had two pieces of fabulous chicken. Yeah. The... T- just, like, just like you described it. Excellent. Cr- crispy, crunchy chicken is taking New Bedford oh, by yeah. storm. Oh, it is. It's unbelievable. You go in there, the chicken's right there. It, it, was, it was delicious. Because I'm always on the go, because safety never sleeps. And then I also went to uh, the Dipper and tried their pizza. What do you think of that? Of the last couple of days. The Dipper, the Dipper Cafe on um, uh, Purchase Street. Mm-hmm. And they, they had, because it was on your website, uh, uh, the WBSN website, uh, about their pizza. And it is, it is very good. Barroom pizza, I guess it's a fancy word, but it, that was also delicious. And they were very happy to hear that I heard, their, uh, I heard about them on your station.
1: Well, what did you have for your toppings on your pizza?
6: Well, I got one linguiça and I got one meatball and onion, but they have several kinds. They have vegetarian meat lovers, but uh, I want to watch my waistline, so I don't want to have too much.
1: I totally get you on that. Well, right.
6: Well, it's good to have you back.
1: And it's good to hear your voice, and uh, we'll yeah. talk some fire safety coming up soon, too.
6: You got it, please. And everybody touch your smoke alarms this weekend. Have a great day.
1: All right. You as well. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. That is uh, Firefighter Anthony, and we will definitely have him on talk more about fire safety. But yeah, I mean, I... I Try to sync myself up to make sure that I do my fire alarms when uh, when I change the clocks. I change the batteries. I mean, some sometimes because I buy my batteries at the dollar store. Sometimes you gotta replace them before that. They should last, but they don't always because again, they're from the dollar store. But you know what? Maybe that's the thing I shouldn't be using the the cheap batteries on. It's just those are the nine volts I always have around because I buy them for all my paranormal stuff, but. Maybe this year I'll make the smart move and invest in some actual, like, real energizers or Duracells. The, uh, the battery prices, I've noticed, while people are complaining about everything else going up in price, you know, the, the batteries may have cost a little more, but I'm getting more out of them when I buy the the real higher-end batteries instead of just those, those cheap dollar store ones, so maybe it's worth the investment. Anyway, 508-996-0500 If you want to call in and chime in In the final few moments Chris McCarthy as you are coming up next With South Coast Now And then of course we'll have Bill O'Reilly Followed by Barry Richard And tomorrow we'll have Brian and Ken and Jose And uh, of course too I know people have been asking When Spooky South Coast is going to come back Probably another couple of weeks still Just because by the time 10 o'clock rolls around at night I'm I'm wiped out and I don't know that I'd be able to 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 do the show. Last night I thought about going to hang out with my bowling team. I mean, you know, bowling starts at like six thirty. It's like I'm going to go hang out with my bowling team and just see everybody because it's it's been a while. And I couldn't even leave the house. I just felt too wiped out. I've been trying to take smaller naps or not nap at all when I get home from the show and see if that kind of helps me out. So yesterday I said I'm just going to sit in the chair. I had CNN on, I was watching the uh, the trial regarding uh, Fannie Willis and I was like, I'm just going to watch this and that'll keep me engaged and I must have closed my eyes at some point. I know around one o'clock they came back from the recess and I started watching it and I don't think I watched very much of it before I closed my eyes and then I woke up and it was 3.30. It's, I just got to accept it. You know, my body's going to take what it needs. All right, we'll take a break and be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Um. And welcome back in. It is time to check in with Eric over at the butcher shop and find out all the great specials and everything they have going on over there this weekend. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, what's going on, Tim? How you doing? I'm doing all right. So I know it's, uh, you know, the weekend after the Super Bowl, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's also the weekend after Valentine's Day, which means it's the time everybody's going to come in and get the real meal that they wanted. When they had no, to get something you forget, cheaper, my
7: friend, you forget it's Lent.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that too.
7: Lent Ash Wednesday too was on yeah. Valentine's Day. A lot of people didn't even realize.
1: See, I was thinking of the guys that went out and they they got something cheap so that their wife could get whatever she wanted, and now this yeah. weekend it's their <laughs> chance to get what they want.
7: Well, chocolate ain't that much money, buddy, so they're good.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so you must have a lot of good uh, fish and seafood specials for Lent. Yeah, today I
7: got you know what I got? I got octopus. I got codfish. I got the bakyal I got nice squad fillets. I got nice fish like with a bone on, like mackerels, cavallas, stuff like that, sardines. I got a lot of stuff going, man. So it's a fish day for a lot of people, a lot of Portuguese people in the area. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, absolutely. And not only that, not only can they come in and get it to make themselves, but you prepare some of it for them as well?
7: Yeah, absolutely. It's all done. It's all done and ready to go. All fried up, all cooked up, whatever they want. Baked, whatever they are. I got it.
1: And, uh, and of course, you always have great. Food ready to go You can come in And get something And be out the door Eating your lunch Within five minutes At the butcher shop
7: Yeah you got it man And I got nice prices On steaks this week. You know what I got today I got it on special Tomahawks Nice big juicy tomahawks fourteen ninety nine a pound I never give prices On the radio But I'm telling it now I got a good price on it Nice choice ones too I got banana bread I got rice pudding I got all kinds of stuff man
1: Oh sounds good Well I might have to Stop by and see you For one of those tomahawks What are you having this weekend What's going to be on your plate
7: Oh dude I'm going to have A nice port house steak
1: there you go. Yeah, that sounds delicious. All right. Well, thanks, Eric, for checking in with us, and we look forward to talking with you next week.
7: You got it, brother. Nice cold day, kale soup today.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The kale soup there was fantastic.
7: <laughs> thanks, man.
1: All right. Well, you have a good one. Say hi to everybody for me. I'll talk to you. Bye-bye. All right. That is Eric over at the butcher shop, one twenty-three Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. You can get all that great deals. Fourteen ninety-nine a pound for tomahawk steaks. Hell yeah. There you go. You're not going to be able to get a better price on that anywhere, and you're going to get a really good high-quality steak at The Butcher Shop. Again, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Uh, They've got everything that you need there, not just great high-quality meats and seafood, but you can get everything you need to get your shopping done at The Butcher Shop. And, you know, we were talking about some of those things that are kind of a lost art, some of those jobs that just aren't around anymore. I think butchering is one of those jobs, right? I mean, we've thankfully had a comeback in recent years of, of some people who have, gone back into that business, gone back into that field. But for a long time, you know, with the exception of the butcher shop, you were just taking whatever they gave you at the supermarket. But thankfully we're seeing more of that skill set being utilized again. But of course, just stick with the original, stick with the best, stick with the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth street in New Bedford. But uh, we'll, we can talk some more about these. Send me some of these more, some more of these jobs and, and uh, I, some of these ideas, because we can keep discussing it. I, like I said, I might want to put together a little gallery at uh, WBSM.com. But as you notice today, we were able to help people make those connections. The woman who wanted to get her Bose radio fixed, but didn't know who fixed Bose radios locally. We were able to let her know that Computer Genius in Dartmouth will do that. And, you know, there's more places like that that will do these things that people are looking for that they just don't realize are out there. So, yeah, yeah. Do we love when businesses advertise with us and buy commercials and all that? Of course. That's how we keep things going. That's how we keep the lights on. But at the same time, when we can also just help you by providing you with the information, that's the real heart of what the radio station is. The public service can provide in that way. So, yeah, if we help you find a tailor, if we help you find a radio repair person, if we help you find a furniture, upholsterer, whatever it may be, you know, There might be, I know one tailor that repairs radios. Uh, he's, He's certainly the person I go to first when I need something done. So it's just a way that we can help you out. And it's just kind of good neighborly service. So it's kind of like your Facebook town helping town.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you.